Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with me further, visit my website at revivalnow.com. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at RevivalNowDanSteep, and Twitter at RevivalNowDan. You can also download the Revival Now app. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Welcome to the Dan Steep Podcast. I'm Dan Steep. Let's get into it. This is part two of Bible Proofs of the Pre-Tribulation Rapture. As much as I would like to go back and uh, review everything from part one, I'm going to resist that temptation and uh, move on forward with Bible Proofs of the Pre-Tribulation Rapture. The next Bible proof that I'd like to offer to you is... The Bible says that when the Son of Man returns, it will be as in the days of Noah and Lot. Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. But of the day and hour no one knows, not even angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming, will the the so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in one field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So this is clearly talking about the rapture of the church. When the rapture of the church is going to take place, it's going to be suddenly, some will be taken, some will not. Uh, The difference between those taken and those not taken is those who are born again will participate in the rapture of the church. But he says that as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And we know that even the Scripture says, right, that they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. There There was great wickedness and rebellion taking place in the days of Noah. And then in Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, verses 28 and 29, we'll start in verse 26, And as was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate and drank and married their wives, were given a marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed.
Here's what else is significant about the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Not one drop of rain fell until Noah and his family were in the ark. God decides to judge the earth, but not until the righteous were sealed in the ark. As was in the days of Lot. Angels hurried Lot and his family out of the city, and when they were clear, fire and brimstone rained down. When the Son of Man returns, when the rapture happens, it will be as in the days of Noah and Lot. The, the, the ark and with Noah and the deliverance of Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah before uh, the fire and brimstone rained down, those are pictures of the pre-tribulation rapture. They represent God's heart toward his people. Even though judgment was coming through the flood, through fire and brimstone, it did not touch God's people. Just like in Matthew 13, the angels harvest the wheat. That's care for God's people. In Genesis Angels sealed Noah in the ark. Angels hurried Lot out of the city. This So Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because you've obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. That is God's heart toward his people. That's God's attitude toward his people. As was in the days of Noah and Lot, as was in the harvest of the wheat amongst the tares in Matthew 13, the righteous are never judged with the wicked. At the rapture of the church, God's people, the righteous, are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and they'll have their own judgment based upon their deeds and their works of righteousness. Separate from the great white throne judgment in Revelation 21, and that's a judgment for the unrighteous. The righteous are never judged with the wicked. Next biblical proof or Bible proof of the pre-tribulation rapture. I've, I've alluded to this already in part one. The restrainer must be removed before the Antichrist can have his way. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And you know what is holding him back, for he can be revealed only when his time comes, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly and will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. The restrainer must be removed before the Antichrist can have his way. Who is the restrainer? It's the church. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in Christians, the body of Christ on the earth, going forth, making decrees, tithing, worshiping, prophesying. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, 
I will loose in heaven. What is the removal of the restrainer? It's the rapture of the church. When the church is raptured out of the earth, the restrainer will have been removed, and then the Antichrist can have his way in the tribulation that the tribulation period that follows the rapture of the church. Another Bible proof of the pre-tribulation rapture is that the 24 elders in Revelation chapter 4 are representative of the raptured saints. The 24 elders in Revelation 4, they're always seen in heaven after Revelation 4.1. You never, from that point forward in the book of Revelation, you never see the 24 elders ever in the earth, always in heaven. Revelation chapter 4, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit. This is a picture of the rapture of the church. And I saw a throne in heaven, and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Verse 24, verse 4. 24 thrones surrounded him, and 24 elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white. They had gold crowns on their heads. All clothed in white with gold crowns on their heads. The 24 elders in Revelation 4 are representative of the raptured saints. They are always seen in heaven from that point forward and never on earth. Another Bible proof of the pre-tribulation rapture is Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verses 34 through 36. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. What is that talking about? Escaping, being strong enough to escape the coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. It's a picture of the rapture of the church. God Removing the church out of the world before the coming horrors take place. The eighth biblical proof of the pre-tribulation rapture, if you're counting, is if the rapture doesn't occur before the tribulation, how could the saints comfort themselves? I called your attention to this in part one of this episode. How can the, ch the, the church or the saints comfort themselves if the rapture doesn't occur before the tribulation? I'll call your attention to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and chapter 5. We read these in part 1. These are the words 
that are spoken at the end of these passages of Scripture in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and in chapter 5. The passage in chapter 4 ends with these words. So encourage each other with these words about the rapture. In chapter 5, verse 9, For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out His anger on us. Verse 11, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. If the rapture doesn't occur before the tribulation, and the tribulation period is the period when God's wrath and judgment is poured out upon the earth, then why would these words be comforting? How could the saints comfort themselves with these words? Another Bible proof of the pre-tribulation rapture is that there is a marked change in God's attitude toward humanity after Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, which is where the, the rapture of the church occurs. Up to that point, in Revelation chapters 1 through 3, it was still during the church age. And God's attitude toward humanity was repent, return to your first love, repent and repeat the first works. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. It's a constant urging and a plea to the church during the church age to return to her first love, to repent, to get right, make sure she's right with God and ready for the rapture of the church. But suddenly, from Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, moving forward into the tribulation age, there's a marked change in God's attitude towards humanity. From that point forward, it's judgment, it's wrath, it's hardship, it's punishment, all of those things. It's that marked change in attitude towards humanity after Revelation 4.1 is another Bible proof of the pre-tribulation rapture. Also, number 10, if you're counting, there's no mention of the resurrection of the dead at the second coming. If the tribulation is a post, or, or if the rapture is a post-tribulation rapture, then where's the, the mention of the dead rising at the second coming? It just chronologically doesn't fit that way. So that's 10 Bible proofs of the pre-tribulation rapture. Let me throw in an 11th one. I'm just going to appeal to your intellect and your common sense. I'm not going to quote a Bible verse for it. But let me ask you this question. What groom lets his bride get beaten up and raped to prepare her to marry him? What groom does that? What groom would propose to his bride and say, Listen, honey, I love you. Uh, you're amazing. I can't live without you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I want to be your husband. I want to be married. But before we get married, uh, I'm going to throw you out of your house. 
you're not going to have any employment. Employment. You're going to live on the streets. You're going to be beaten and abused and fearful and frightened. But don't worry about any of that because once you go through all of that, then I'm going to come to you and marry you. I don't know any potential wife or bride on the earth that would say yes to that proposal. But that is, if you believe in a mid-tribulation or post-tribulation rapture of the saints, that's essentially what you're saying. Remember, Jesus is the bridegroom, and we are the bride of Christ. And we see from all these Bible proofs that he does not intend to let his people endure the judgment and wrath and hardship of the tribulation before he comes for them. He's not coming back for a defeated church. He's not coming back for a church that's beaten and bruised and limping and poor and weak and defeated. The Bible tells us that he's returning for a glorious church. So don't fall into the trap and don't confuse the persecuted saints with the tribulation. There's always been persecution from the time of Christ moving forward. Don't confuse persecuted saints, which comes from the devil, with the tribulation judgment that comes from God. This is the beginning of sorrows that we're living in, but not for me. I'm a part of the born-again, redeemed church of the living God. His purposes and plans for me is to prosper me and not to harm me. Jeremiah 29, 11. I think we'll just turn to that. It's a good scripture to close on. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Those are the thoughts that God thinks toward his people, not judgment and wrath. That's reserved for the tribulation, the great tribulation period, which is ushered in upon the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. An intelligent person would ask, how can I make sure that I'm a part of the church because I, I want to make sure that I am able to participate in the rapture of the church. I don't want to be left here on earth when God's judgment and wrath is released and loosed onto the earth. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to offer you three words that start with the letter R. Recognize, repent, and receive. The first thing that you have to do, you have to recognize that you've sinned. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When you recognize your sin, what I'm really saying is I recognize that my sin is not only killing me, it's killing the people around me. And the only way to peace in my life is through faith in Jesus Christ. Once you've done that, 
Now you're ready to repent. Repent means to change. Change your mind, change your behavior, change your lifestyle. Repent means to turn away from your life of sin and turn to Jesus Christ as your Savior, forgiver, and Lord of your life. So once you have recognized and repented, now you're in a position to receive the free gift of salvation offered through Jesus Christ. Now, I want to offer a simple prayer of salvation. And within this prayer of salvation, all three of those components, recognize, repent, and receive, are all covered and included in that prayer. If you'll repeat that prayer out loud after me, you can know for sure that you have, in fact, received your salvation. Because the Bible says, to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to give you the opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord. Just repeat this prayer of salvation after me from a place of sincerity in your heart, and you will have the assurance of your salvation. Let's pray this prayer together right now. Repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins, and he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you repeated that prayer together with me. And if you did, let me give you a great scripture Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When you prayed that prayer with me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, you are saved. You're born again. You're on your way to heaven. You are going to participate in the rapture of the church. So you do not need to be afraid. If you prayed that prayer with me, please go to our website at RevivalNow.com. RevivalNow.com. When you go there, you'll find a big red button on the front page that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. And if you'll fill out your contact information, including your email address, we'd like to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com. Click, I just got saved, and follow the prompts from there. I trust that uh, this episode has been a blessing to you as we've been talking about Bible proofs of the pre-tribulation rapture. Make sure that you uh, tune in and you check out the upcoming uh, broadcast because we're going to continue laying out the Word of God in a way that is clear, it's understandable, it's encouraging, and it will help you be ready when Jesus comes to rapture his church out of the earth. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.